Sweet Fillings, a Wannabe Bond Adventure by Brianda Cross, starring Julie Hoverson as Wannabe. I woke up to find it was one of those days that I would prefer to forget before it happened. My mother was coming to visit, and my place looked like the Titanic a year after it sank. I looked around the room, not knowing where to start. The pot plant was the only thing that wasn't green. My mother and I still had issues. She refused to admit she had ever been deflowered, which left my arrival as nothing less than a virgin birth. So I knew my fate way back early on, and had spent my life avoiding bread and fish. I could hear pounding on the door, and had a horrible thought it was my landlord wanting to crucify me for not paying the rent. Suddenly, the door to my pad swung open, and a dame walked in. Now, I only work because I'm too old for a paper round and too young for a pension. But occasionally, the nine-to-five has compensations, especially at the midday breakfast break. This time it came in the shape of a blonde who had more twists and turns than my mind and was far better preserved. Am I in the right place for Wannabe Bond, the private eye slash pest exterminator? She said with a voice that promised that puberty did not have to be born alone. Sure, honey, I squeaked. What's the name of your pest? I don't have one. I'm all alone. But I need help fast, she said sweetly. Oh, and in case you're wondering, my name is Candy Cups, said my confectioner. Now I love sweet things. In fact, my only vice is chocolate, and I'm still working on a guilt-free chocolate and bacon roll recipe accompanied by a chocolate martini side course. I'm convinced that once perfected and sold to one of the takeaway chains, it will make my fame and fortune. Unfortunately, apart from being a consumer, I haven't got around to the calorie count yet. I'm old enough to know better, but young enough to do it anyway. So, thinking without actual thought, I said, So, what seems to be the trouble? I want you to come with me to the bump and grind bar and take on Big Bob Binge. But I have to warn you that it may be dangerous. That damned D word again. Now, I come from a long line of cowards, and the nine-letter D word is one I usually associate with the five-letter D word, both of which I try hard to avoid. But this girl was drop-dead gorgeous, and I just hoped she and I would be able to get together without confronting either D. You would get my unconditional gratitude, she said. Now, the nearest I get to violence is whipping the cream for a chocolate sundae, but this girl was looking at me with tear-filled eyes and her chest heaving like a vibrating marshmallow. Let's go, I said. 
And within minutes, we were on mighty moped, speeding through the streets to the bump and grind. So, what's Tribble B been doing to you? I asked, trying not to note the fact that her D-cups were throbbing against my back. Now that's the kind of D I like. Oh, he hasn't touched me, but he's grabbed my granny. She has been missing for days. Now there's no accounting for taste, but I thought this a rather strange peccadillo, even for Big Bob. I was just about to say so when a thought hit me, which internally came out as kaboom. My own gran had been gone a while, but I had just put it down to the normal problems associated with the elderly, like senility, Alzheimer's, alcoholism, or just looniism. So when we arrived at the bump and grind, I got Candy to tell me more. Is Granny a hot chick, or is there some other reason he's taken her? Well, as a matter of fact, a good many old ladies from our neighborhood have been granna, and when they are returned, they're all gummies. Candy sobbed. What? It's their teeth. Big B grabs the grands, then either steals their dentures for the ivory or the gold out of their fillings. Now, even in my self-obsessed state, I could see this was a heinous crime and felt all choked up for Gran, especially as she had her own choppers and, like me, was averse to pain. This is a race against time, I told Candy. Oh, I don't think he would kill them, she said. No, but without their teeth, our grands won't be able to make themselves understood in the witness box. And I'm going to ensure that this dude gets charged and convicted, I said. The bump and grind was in much the same state I had left it in a month before. Dark and dingy. It was probably dirty, too, but that's one of the pluses of dark and dingy. You can't see it. Big Bob was at his favorite table, leering at a torch singer who was singing, I've got it bad, and that ain't good. Whatever it was she had, Bob obviously liked, because there were lots of it on show, and he had love lust in his eyes. But as soon as he saw Candy, he transferred his devotion to her cleavage and said, Hey, sweetheart, have we met before? No, but you're probably confusing me with my granny, she said hotly. I've been told we look exactly alike, apart from the humpback, wrinkles, grey hair, bifocals, and dentures. Bob's eyes narrowed, and he said, I've never ever seen your granny, and what's more, I don't want to. I'm still getting over the rabies shot I had to have after she bit me. Well, good for granny. She's always good for passing things on to people, even things they don't want. Candy said, and with a mighty swoop, whacked him with her handbag. 
He staggered to the floor, so I stepped out from behind her. And with a mighty lunge of my Jackie Chan 101 moves, managed to ruffle the parting in his hair. Candy did a similar move, clipping him in the groin with her stiletto. As he made a grab for his private parts, I thumped him over the head with a bar stool. I missed by that much and hit the singer instead. She dropped straight down, landing on Bob's face with a thump. Oh! He flattened out cold. The two lay entwined like lovers in a D-word tryst. Now that it was quiet, we could hear the whirring of a drill in the back room. Rushing in, we saw two old ladies bound to chairs back to back. A man in a white coat had a dentist drill poised over them, ready to strike. Candy and I looked at each other, and with a nod, set to in much the same way as before. Only we had forgotten the part Big Bertha had played, and even though Candy's stiletto had again found its goal, the guy barely flinched. Instead, he leered at us, brandishing his weapon with an obvious intent to drill. But... Suddenly, one of the old ladies stuck out her foot, which was encased in World War II hobnail boots, and struck home in the groin again. This was too much for the villain who crumbled in a heap at our feet. As we untied the old ladies, neither of which was my own gran, we could see a huge jar of dentures and gold fillings filled to the top, which we took for evidence. Sadly, we realized a while later it was almost impossible to identify which denture went with which granny. So we did the next best thing and traded them in for cash. The cash was then traded for candy. So it was quite a few hours later before I got home to find a note from my mother pinned to the door. I would let you read it, but for the fact that it had the five-letter D word associated with the four-letter F word and a few other letters from the alphabet that, when put together, told me exactly what she thought of me and my lack of housekeeping prowess. It finished up with her promising. Read that as threatening to return the next day. But that's another story, and I may have left town by then. You have been listening to Sweet Fillings by Brianda Cross, starring Julie Hoverson as Wanabi Bond and Brianda Cross as Candy Cups and other voices. If you enjoyed this story, why not check out a few other Wanabi Bonds on fastfictionpodcasts.com or go to our Facebook page for other genres. And a good review is always welcome. Thank you.